your source for all things Texas Tech. This is the Ask Level Podcast from Double T 97.3. Hey, what's going on? Welcome into another episode of the Ask Level Podcast, number 32. Alongside Chris Level, I'm Choice Woodman. How we doing, Level? We're doing good. We're doing. Uh, we're getting older, uh, just by the, as the weeks go along. <laughs> we here. are. We, yeah, we uh, are. A pretty active week in uh, Texas Tech sports. It's another spring football week in there. We'll talk a little bit of that. Uh, of course, finally, as we kind of predicted, do have a head coach named and uh, hired. Will be introduced on Monday of this week. Depending when you're listening, could already be introduced. Um, so yeah, lot lot to uh, dive into on on those two fronts for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just uh, there's a lot going on. You're right. Uh, obviously, uh, baseball team mm-hmm. over the weekend takes two of three from TCU, and there seems to be a lot of uh, speaking of a lot of things going on. A lot a lot of drama there uh, oh, lately. Yeah. Str- struggling uh, pitching, struggling to play you know uh get, get a lead and then play with it and all these things and then you know there's there's lots of chatter going on like at least last in the two home series uh, oh, yeah. that you've had so lots of uh warnings and ejections and all kinds of stuff there so but uh uh but uh yeah i guess it's nice to take two or three from from tcu and then sure. obviously football Football continues, uh, kind of still on the front half of of spring, and I think, you know, there's not any like major news coming out of, uh, you know, your your camp as far as the the football program, but just again trying to get better. I think some of the recruits that you've had in last couple weekends for people that are interested there have been pretty big time, uh, but. Uh, yeah, and then you have a you 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 finally have a basketball coach that uh, early early this week will be you know have his first time behind a microphone and be able to speak to to coming back to Texas Tech I guess technically in Grant McCaslin. So with that, I'll let you just spin the <laughs> spin the topic wheel and like and just land it on wherever you want it to I guess, and we'll just kind of go whatever direction you want to go. So. Okay, uh, well let's start the topic wheel right there where you were with Grant McCaslin <laughs> and. Uh, winning the NIT this past week for for North Texas, um, guy seems to have energy. You were, we're seeing just videos, we're seeing little things. And if, if you watched, I think a lot of Red Raider fans are probably like me, have not watched a ton of North Texas basketball until the last couple of weeks, and then you've taken in what you can uh, in the NIT, and uh, it is extremely apparent. His teams play hard, and his teams play defense hard. So uh, I think if that's where you're starting at, um, this is obviously a formula you're trying to go back to what was successful in uh, recent years for you and, and set defenses as, as your baseline. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I, I think it really shows uh, an ability to compartmentalize uh, the fact that this team, uh, this North Texas program went on to win the NIT it's a difficult tournament anyway, mm-hmm. uh, just because I think that motivation is different for different players and teams and coaches, depending on what kind of season you had. It's a hard sell, uh, depending on what kind of season you've had. And, sure. and you have a head coach here that was in the midst of a coaching search and job interviews, I think plural, throughout some of this postseason run. 
and to kind of keep that off to the side and not really let that infiltrate his program and staff and and all those things, uh, I, I think is a bit tricky. Uh, and then the fact that they went on to win this thing, I think gives him, you know, a little momentum uh, coming into this deal. But I, I, I do, Choice, I, I say that this often. Programs and sports in general, when you don't have an identity, mm-hmm. it, it usually in college programs are, are really what we talk about. High school, it's a bit tricky to do that, uh, although we see that at, at the high school level sure. with a system that you run or, or or whatever. The players obviously change a bunch. And in the professional level, the, play, the players certainly change uh, a, a bunch. And there's some examples to identity at the professional level, but at, at the college level, you, you get to decide what identity you want, and then you can recruit to that. High school, you have no really say-so. Professional level, you really don't necessarily have a say-so. That's why college, you, you, you pick the players for the most part. You bring in recruits or the portal to fit a scheme, a system, an identity, and that's why the re- recruiting aspect is so fascinating in college, and it kind of makes you or breaks you. But you get to decide what your identity is and then and then bring the people in that you want to try to – you know, be an extension of that identity yeah. or to employ that identity. And I do think that, you know, it, his, his culture, his identity is, is you're right, playing hard. And I think, uh, especially on the defensive end of the floor, and I think that will play well in, in this community. And it has played well in this community because mm-hmm. the, the blue collar work ethic and all those things that, uh, that we've seen over the last six to seven years. So I think that, that's the part that I think that fans should maybe be most excited about with Coach McCaslin's just brand or style of basketball is that they already know what they want to do. And that's why it's a fair question to ask. Like Mark Adams as the head coach, what was the identity over the last two years? I had I had two examples to the contrary. Yeah. Like I, I don't I don't know. You know, ultimately, like if you'd have had a similar team this year, the way it was built and emphasis on on one end of the floor mm-hmm. and, and than you did last year, I would absolutely have a feel for that. But it was the opposite of, of last year. And so, sure. you know, so anyway, I just uh, I think identity is a big deal when it comes to college athletics. And I think Grant knows who he is and what he wants to be. And, and that that will be what his program is all about. Yeah, no question. I think uh, identity that's the thing this past year you're searching you have no idea what the identity is one game or i mean possession to possession you can have good defense (laughs) or great defense one possession and then you're giving up wide open layups or wide open threes the next one and and yeah it was it was a uh a bit of a conundrum this year but i don't think there's a question at all what the identity is going to be based on in uh with coach mccaslin based off of his time at at north texas here's a our first question from the audience landon wanting you to to get the crystal ball out this level how long do you think it will be before texas tech makes a deep run in march with coach mccaslin at the helm (laughs) yeah i mean You know, as as we're sitting here talking, I don't know who will be next to him coaching-wise. Yeah. I don't know who will be on his roster. Uh, I, I think it, it – it, look, this stuff happens quicker than it used to because yeah. everybody kind of has a new roster or a influx of new players. And 
and you see some examples, Kansas State being a perfect one, to where you can really, your culture and identity can kind of take hold quickly, yes. and you could you could have some some massive success. But without without knowing really what else is is next to Coach McCaslin, I really have no idea. Um, I, I do I think he'll win? Yeah. Do I think that uh, that he'll be consistent with with that? Yeah. But I, I don't know deep runs in March and everything like that without sure. even knowing who's playing for him. And and this could be a process choice that takes. This could be well into the summer. Technically, I mean, you know, you're, you're just not real sure uh, what how many current guys stay um what what you're looking to bring in is is do you, are you tied to anybody that you may bring in from north texas or otherwise True. does anybody that you hire are they tied to anybody that could come in and and, and play for you so without knowing that it, that's a hard one to answer i just know that <laughs> he'll he'll win you know i, I i'll say that he'll he'll win uh, much more than he loses yeah, that's what he's done in the past. So I think that's everywhere a, he's a fair been. Prediction. Really. Yeah. yeah. Fair, fair prediction there. Um, you mentioned coaches and assistant coaches. One question we've gotten a few times this week on our shows is okay. The, the familiar faces, any chance you see a Barrett Peary back or a, or a Al Pinkins come back from, from Ole Miss or another name that's been rumored a little bit is, is Ben McCollum. Any, or are there any names that you you think you would throw out their level um, that that could be possibilities? I, I do think there'll be some guys coming from North Texas uh, with Coach McCaslin. I don't know okay. what what roles they will they will fill. Um, I, I I have a sneaking suspicion that uh, that Coach Pinkins may stay in Oxford. Uh, I can't say that for sure. I think obviously his name has been front and center. Uh, a, a lot and for good reason I think coach Peary um, same thing I think he's known Grant McCaslin for a long long time I just don't know and then I think coach McCollum uh, at Northwest Missouri State I think it's where it is at the division two level mm-hmm. is known known coach McCaslin for a long long time I think very well respected coach you know I've heard John Jacobs who's on mm-hmm. Scott Drew's staff I've heard you know um you're just not real sure because this is coach McCaslin's this these are his decisions to make this is his shot at the power sure. five level and he's got to surround people or surround himself with people that he that he trusts and, and again each each decision could be an x's and o's decision it could be a player decision it could be a relationship decision. It can mm-hmm. be a combination of those things. I mean, it's all putting a staff together is, is a, a, a bit of a puzzle because they all have different strengths, weaknesses, and you know, Hey, you're kind of largely in charge of this. You're in charge of that. Well, you know, these five players and you can get them to come here. So it would make sense for, for me to, to give you a call and have you uh, as a coach, you know, there, there's all different reasons why, uh, but this is Coach McCaslin's, you know, first Power Five job at the head sure. head level, and there may be people that he's he's had in mind. Um, and but I, I get the sense that there won't be really much that was here last year retained. Uh, I, I do get that sense uh, much at all, um, and that that's that's the hard part for me is I've done mm-hmm. this for so many years and. You watch these changes. Look, it's part of the business, but that 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 part is never easy. Uh, it, it just isn't. And now the finality 
of and again, let's coach McCaslin's decision to make. It's his call. He sure. has the right to bring in his people. It's just a tough the the other side of it is is tough. And and I'm talking about people that weren't well paid and in and, and instances that, you know, either graduated from here or are yeah. just trying to get started in the business and then they just look up and it's just you're you're out um so that that part is is very difficult so but that's that's what i can what little i can tell you from a uh, a staff standpoint so we'll just kind of have to see what uh what coach mccasin ultimately decides to do Uh, i do think i I will say this i i'll I'll be shocked if ben mccollum is not part of this i'll 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 I'll, i will say that past that i am not real sure and i can't even tell you what role because there's a variety of roles that you have, uh, some coaching, some non-coaching, and then the rule is going to change within the next year to where you actually have a fourth and a fifth position that can actually coach and can recruit for you that can't just go on the road and go recruit. So it's like a, it's it's as close to an assistant coach as you're going to get without being a full-fledged sure. assistant coach. Um, and, and football is going to have the same thing. So there's some – we talk about the three assistants, but there's this fourth and this fifth position that will eventually be in place that will be key roles too. And again, every every college will be able to allow to to be allowed to fill these roles. So anyway, just keep an eye on that. So a couple of basketball questions, personnel more related. Kelly asks, what tech players do you think Coach McCaslin will want to retain? Who do you think he will process out of the program? So one of those impossible questions again without knowing. Yeah, much. you know, I I, I think there's uh, some familiarity with somebody on Coach McCaslin's staff and Robert Jennings. So I think he's probably got a good book there. Don't know what ultimately yeah. the plan is there. I think Elijah Fisher, they're going to stay in the portal and explore all options. I think that Coach McCaslin indicated to to, Co- to, to Elijah's kind of family, look, we're going to have to watch some film on you. are going to have to kind of get a feel for, for what this looks like. And then I, I just think, so I think Elijah Fisher is like, well, okay, if you don't already know, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and okay. kind of look. So again, it, I, I hate to keep saying, I don't know, but uh, I, I and, and Fisher is a guy personally, I don't know what to compare it to. Here's the problem with what I saw from Elijah Fisher this year. I saw improvement. I think he would fit in with what coach McCaslin wants to do because I think he really made plays on the defensive end. I think his minutes were very productive and they weren't a ton of them, but when he was in in there and he's just a pup, I mean, I think he gets better as, as this thing goes along. Um, But I I don't know what to compare it to like, okay, yeah, we're going to let him go because we've got our eye on this guy or we, we, you know, see what I'm saying? So I Mm -hmm. I don't know what to compare it to, but uh, guys that I thought would make sense to, and it's tricky because some of these guys are, are popular. I, I, if it's me building a basketball team and and you're asking these guys to play heavy minutes, I think it's tricky if you have Harmon and Pop Isaacs both back. I, I just I don't know if that makes you yeah. as good of a basketball team because you're smaller there. Not not to say they're not they're both good. They both have major skill set. I just think it's tricky when you have both of them playing 25 to 30 minutes because you're smaller. Uh, again, mm-hmm. not trying to take a shot. I'm just kind of you know, I think if you have one guy out there like that, it's it, you you can live with it. But it's tricky when sure. you have multiple. And so, I you know, it, it, and just to be fair, I think I think Davion 
probably pounded the ball uh, into the into the court a bit too much for my taste. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Pop Isaacs is, you know, there, there's some turnover uh, issues. I think though that his his skill set is very good, but I think the people remember the the three point shooting and. You know, I I just know the way Coach McCaslin from watching it kind of the way they run offense, and I don't think that 30-footers early in the shot clock will necessarily fly with Mm -hmm. Coach McCaslin. And so – you know, and, we'll see. Uh, but I, I, I would, I would, I would definitely talk to these guys, though. I think they're both very talented. Um, I think, you know, Daniel Bacho uh, would be one that I would hold on to for dear life, especially if you're into defense. Yeah, which I think Coach McCaslin is. Uh, Jalen Tyson is an interesting one uh, because I think that he's he's extremely skilled on the offensive end. I I think he needs to be be better on defense and maybe but I mean again the skill set and the measurables and all those things but um, and Tyson just announced a new NIL well, deal publicly does that mean anything or is it great a- question I don't know what money's tied to that I don't know yeah. what that uh what that entails yeah uh that you know Grant McCaslin I don't think is involved at any level with any of that stuff and so I, gotcha. I don't I don't I don't know um, and and I, I would be uh, you know like the Jennings and the and the Lamar Washingtons I, mean, I, I would be looking for reasons I think I I, I I'll be honest with you Demorion De Williams and Kerwin Walton I, I wouldn't KJ Allen yeah. look all these kids are good kids man I, I didn't sure. I didn't see any I'm just I'm just talking like pieces of the puzzle that can yeah. play and help you try to win the Big Twelve Conference that's what you're here to try to do is you try to your ninth place. And and it needs to be better. And you you missed out on the NCAA tournament, and so you you've got to upgrade at some spots. So I just know this: you can't flush it. You can't just wipe the roster out. Uh, I think that that won't work because you're limited with what you can do from a recruiting standpoint uh, as well, too. So we'll see. All right, let's kind of running shorter on time. We can get more basketball questions as as weeks go along with transfer portal and that sort of thing. But um, spring football continues, has continued this past week and and on into this week level. One question we had from Mark regarding spring football, or or who are some of the early enrollees that you could see possibly making the too deep this fall and who else has uh, stood out during spring camp so far? Well, I don't think this is, your your stats your mccrays your baskervilles um linton um all these guys are going to be major contributors for you okay they are going to factor in heavily here and in some cases start uh i think uh all those things i think from a redshirt standpoint or a true freshman standpoint i think it's your you know, look, Mo Horn is a redshirt freshman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Chapman Lewis, I think uh, Brendan Jordan, I think Jordan Sanford. It was a sneaky departure, and, and I think it hurts you uh, last year. I, I don't think you lost many guys that were, oh, my God, dang. Yeah. Opportunities for some of these young DB types to really factor in right away. And and I'll be honest with you, you really kind of need them to, 
Tim DeRuder said it this week. It's like, we've got a lot of old guys. We have a lot of young guys. We don't have a lot. You know, there's not a lot of. uh, Are stellar, but the, the, the kinds of things right there to fill it up in the middle, it kind of goes from one extreme to the other. And you really need that, that freshman group to kind of step up because corner Corner is a is a bit of a worry, uh, I think, for everybody over there, just because, yeah, man, everybody's going to talk about Malik Dunlap and Marquise Waters. Absolutely. What's behind them? Yeah. You know, I mean, what's behind them? Sure. And and I think that's that's a bit tricky uh, right now. That's why these freshmen, that's why it's huge that these guys are are here and going through it and trying to establish themselves. And as far as who is – what was the last part? Like who has stepped up in spring football? Yeah, yeah. Or... just basically who who is looked yeah, the I, best I, right now in spring yeah, football. Yeah, I, I think, I think if, if you, you you hear comments from coaches, I, I think the the offensive line has really been the, the most drastic improved position group. Um, and I think defensive guys will tell you the same thing. But I think Joey would say that. I think Zach Kitley would say that. Um, but I'll tell you – your two quarterbacks, and, and I do think there's a difference between the two, but I think your two quarterbacks have gotten that much better. I think that they're they both. I mean, Tyler Shuck is about two thirty five. Now I think Baron Morton is at about two fifteen, two seventeen. Yeah. I mean, that, so the, this this last three or four months has been really big for them, but they are also operating the offense that much better, that much cleaner, that much faster. Um, now that this is kind of second spring in there, and it doesn't hurt when a guy like Bailey Zappi uh, come comes into town. That uh, Zach Kitley, <laughs> that's cool. Uh, yeah, when he when he's around, because uh, imagine picking his brain. He's sitting there probably trying to beat out what Mac Jones up there in New England for the starting yeah. job under Bill Belichick. But uh, that shows you how much respect he's got for Zach Kitley. Uh, but yeah, so I think sure. I think it really points to the offensive line. So. Yeah, offensive line is what we keep hearing, and uh, I I hope that's the case. I think a lot of Red Raider fans are are hoping that is is the case that that's your most improved unit because it's been the one that's needed to be the most improved. So corners is where you have a little bit of a worry. Is there any part on the offensive side where where you're like uh, I'm still a little nervous there based on personnel, or is it so you feel pretty solid oh, I, all the way I through? Feel- Um, how about if I took it's, you know, I, I don't think the either, either Monroe or, or Caleb are like all conference type, but I mean, what's behind them? You know, what, what, what happens, yeah. what happens if, if, if one of these guys across the board goes down and you have to reshuffle it, because guess what? Did we not see this multiple things? And so I just don't know if you have a ton of answers at offensive tackle, but with what you have right now on that interior, it's solid, man. It's like Big 12, yeah. you know, I mean, upper tier Big 12 good uh, with those middle three. And I think that – I think Monroe and Caleb can be good players, and, and they are good players. I'm just saying I'm, I'm, I'm worried about, like, depth behind them. I don't know if there's not – Landon Peterson's not going through spring. So, you know, and I still think uh, – I still think you, you, you maybe lack – uh, just a bit of speed, but Dre McCray has opened that up uh, quite a bit. But that would be my concern is like I feel best about the offensive line, but there's there's still a minor concern there, I think, at the tackle position. I think that's fair. Yeah, still got to yeah. still got to yeah. see it. And, and, ta- see it. 
and, and Ty Buchanan would be your your top tackle backup. And so you've got people there. I'm just saying they're not just a staff. You know, you don't have just like answers in pen written all over the place uh, with that deal. But it is much better than it was last year. There is no no doubts. Uh, level? Yes, we're kind of run out of time today. So we'll we'll put a bow on it for today. And uh and we'll talk some more basketball, some transfer stuff next week. We'll we'll talk some more spring football as we roll along next week. And uh we'll we'll call it quits today. Level. Okay. Appreciate you. Sounds good, man. Joining me. Appreciate you. Keep hope alive, man. We'll talk to you, I don't know, around Easter or so, I guess. <laughs> yeah, be sometime around then. That's Chris Lovell. I'm Choice Woodman. You've been tuned into the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T 97.3. You've been listening to the Ask Level podcast, powered by Double T 97.3.